One of the happiest parts of the Houston year is about to start. We're talking crawfish season. Crawfish are beginning to be available, increasingly so, all over town. So today, I am talking crawfish with CityCast producers Dina Kesba and Farrell Gibbs. It's Friday, February 4th, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right. So what do y'all know about crawfish? I know that you have some strange ones here in Texas. That's what I found out. What do you mean strange ones? Well, I lived in uh, Hempstead. I lived on a farm and Uh there wasn't a body of water anywhere near us. And we had this terrible rain. It flooded the horse pasture. I thought it was going to come in the house and it was like that for days. And then the water subsided. We were walking out to the barn to see the horse this one morning. And I looked around and I grabbed my wife. I was like, move because I thought she was about to get bit by what I thought was a scorpion there was this, <laughs> this little thing like by her foot I was like, there's a scorpion and she of course it freaked her out and we got to looking at it and it was a crawfish and then right by it there was a hole in the ground and I like I said I don't think there was a body of water for miles and come to find out I started asking around they say that crawfish live under the ground here and that they'll they'll come out of their holes, I guess, when there's a big rain, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, the water table here is really high. So, like, I've got crawfish in my backyard, and they build these crawfish chimneys. Like, with little, they look like tiny volcanoes. Yes. Made out of little balls of mud. Yes, I saw those. Yeah. I've never seen those before. That's crazy. You can have crawfish all the time, Lisa. Just go to your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually dug one wow. up. Wow. I mean, the flooding is what brings them up. That's why, like, in crawfish season after rain, you know, you have a lot more crawfish because once it floods, they just scurry up to the top. And so you can scoop them up. So maybe you guys should be on the lookout next time it floods. Yeah. So, like, just for people who are new to Houston or who have never really seen it, what is a crawfish? Right. So crawfish is a freshwater crustacean that kind of resembles a mini lobster. Well, it's it looks like a lobster, but it's like mini sized. And it's found in clean, flowing waters, you know, streams, rivers, ponds, lakes, swamps. You mud know. bugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yep. That's actually That's one why of the names. Mud bugs. <laughs> <laughs> that uh-huh. name kind of grosses me out. I, I think that yeah. crawdads grosses me out, doesn't make me want to eat it. Crawdaddies. I don't know who the heck came up with the name crawdaddy. Like, that does not make me want to eat crawfish. (laughs) All right. But do you always want to eat crawfish? I do. I do. It's just the flavor of it, you know? Okay. So, like, describe what it looks like to get a bucket of crawfish. Okay? Okay. So, like, like, do you want to do classic Louisiana style? Do you want to buy them at the grocery store? How do you want to describe it? Yeah. I guess I'll do both. So, if you're going to a restaurant and you want to order it, Generally, the restaurants that you're going to go to are not going to be this like like upscale, bougie places. So you wear clothes that you don't care about getting dirty and you go in there and the table <laughs> is going to be covered with like plastic or paper because what they do is once they bring the crawfish around and you order it, they just dump it right onto the table. And what you get with the crawfish is just like butter and garlic and herb. You get some corn and potato, all that was boiled in with some Cajun seasoning. So it, like it's been it's been it's been boiled, boiled in the like the crawfish spices. And so they're coating those little tiny yeah, shells. Yeah. They boil it with as well as the corn. Yeah, and they potatoes. boil it with yeah. like a special seasoning 
mix. It's like a Louisiana Cajun mix. I bought that that spice mix before from HEB. Like if you want to cook crawfish. Your favorite place on the planet, yeah. I know. Like if you uh-huh. want to cook crawfish at home and you just buy it live from HEB, you can buy the little packet of uh, spices. It comes right next to it. So they have everything in like a designated corner of the store when it's crawfish season. So then all you would have to do is boil water like in a big pot enough to really cover however many pounds you bought of crawfish. Pour in like a couple teaspoons of that mix and throw in teaspoons. your Teaspoons? Pot- I thought it was more than that. It's probably, depending on how much you buy. Maybe it depends on how much spice you want. But all right, you got the water boiling and then you dump in live animals into the water. Yeah, Those I'm live crawfish. It so cruel, but yes, <laughs> dump it in live. <laughs> kind of just toss them in there while it's boiling and within like 10 minutes if not less it's cooked and ready to go it doesn't take that long to cook it if you want to like get them even faster than that you can buy them pre-cooked at a lot of places yeah i mean remember our heb episode we talked about how heb has a stand outside where they sell it pre-cooked for you oh so you could literally (laughs) i suspect heb is slipping you money Uh (laughs) under the table yeah (laughs) <laughs> you can buy them pre-cooked other places, too. So you can buy them pre-cooked yeah. if you don't want to go through the hassle. But crawfish tails are tiny, Dina. That's why it takes so long to eat them. They are pretty tiny, but they're pretty good. You have to, like, you know, peel these tiny little lobsters and suck on the shells. It's just a spectacle. But it's a whole, like, social thing, too. There's a social aspect of eating crawfish. When you're going out to a crawfish boil, you're not just kind of going by yourself. You're going either with your family or your group of friends, even if you host a crawfish boil at your house, you kind of, you need people to eat it with, you know? That's like the charm of- <laughs> Nobody eats crawfish alone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. So I think of them as this really Louisiana thing. Farrell, you, from the Gulf Coast, had you seen crawfish before you moved to the Texas area? Those were the only crawfish I knew. Louisiana crawfish? Uh, well, probably. Well, I mean, I ate them in Alabama, but it was probably uh-huh. an import like everything else. Although we probably had crawfish down there uh, that we were growing. They lived there. Yeah. Yeah. I used to catch crawfish in North Carolina as a kid. Not that we knew to eat them. I just used them to scare my sister. What? I, I caught them in New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My dad found a stream that was, he was working for Lipton Tea. I was very young and there was a stream behind our house and... He, he, there were a ton of these crawfish in this stream and he taught me how to catch them. Basically, he'd put the net down in the water and then scoot them backwards. I guess they moved backwards maybe. You'd scare them backwards uh-huh. and then they'd go in your net. And he uh-huh. caught a whole bunch of them and he told me he was going to cook them for me. And I think he looked at the task at hand of cooking them and cleaning them. And so he, <laughs> he, he took a whole crawfish in his hand and he showed me how much meat was going to come from that thing. And it looked so small. He goes, do you want me to cook these? And I said, uh, no. So he threw them all back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, that was a terrible aside. But here was the thing I wanted to ask. As you're talking about, Dina, you're, you know, this social event of doing the, uh, of, of eating these. What's your, what's your rhythm? How fast can you go through these things? Because I have eaten next to a... Louisianian, and they can go through them as fast as they eat peanuts. I mean, it's just like crack, eat, suck, toss. 
<laughs> I love that breakdown. <laughs> Crack. <laughs> Eat, suck, toss. Um, yeah, honestly, that's the thing. If you're sitting down with a group and you're talking, it's at the same time you're kind of racing so that you get enough <laughs> as everyone else is around. What kind of people are you eating these things with? Do you suck the brains out? No. Dina. I do not suck the brain. That's a little yeah, gross. I, I, <laughs> I do the tail. There's a lot of spice in the head. There yeah. is a lot of spice in the head. That's true. So you do the, you, you suck the brains, Lisa? Yeah. Wow. If you've got a crawfish, I don't want that crawfish to go to waste. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Brain sucker. Hey, you mentioned earlier, you said something like, if you care that you're boiling an animal, a live animal, is there any hesitation mm -hmm. in you with that? Are you down with that? Yeah, I I am morally conflicted because I uh, part of me is like little kids mm. who see the crawfish at the grocery store and think, oh, look, pets. And <laughs> part of me thinks, oh, they're delicious. Ooh. You know, this is my basic problem with eating meat. I mm. love it. I probably need to eat a yeah. lot less of it. Yep. Mm. You know, I wonder... If you're boiling it, you know, the water is at a really high temperature. And if you're just putting it in there, is it like a split second of pain and then it dies? Dina, Does... you're trying to get yourself off the hook morally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> We've been talking about Louisiana crawfish, but the mm -hmm. really Houston kind of crawfish, the kind that weirdly got their start here, are Vietnamese crawfish. Um, mm hmm Y'all have had those? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to describe how they're different than the Louisiana style, Dina? Yeah. I mean, the difference is mainly that after the boil is done and they've taken the crawfish out of the water, they toss butter onto it and have it melt. So it's like really buttery. Butter and like it. more spices. Butter, more spices, lots of garlic, which oh, I love. Yeah. yeah. The garlic is amazing in that. But then also on the side, the dipping sauce you're getting butter, lots of more butter, <laughs> and garlic, and like some parsley. Yeah. So it's, it's- There are different I dipping sauces too. They're different, yeah. there are, but I think their main thing yeah. is the amount of butter that they use. That's yeah. something that's very uniquely Vietnamese. And that took off from Houston all across the country. Mm -hmm. um, I think it really got its start, I think it was in the Hong Kong market out in the Bel Air Chinatown. Mm -hmm. The story I've heard is that after Katrina, a lot of the Vietnamese people who had moved here from Louisiana started opening up crawfish restaurants in places like, you know, the 99 Ranch Market on I-10? I think that was one of them. Oh, That's where wow. L.A. crawfish got its start. Wow. L.A. crawfish meaning Louisiana crawfish, <laughs> not Los Angeles crawfish, but mm -hmm. confusingly not being Louisiana style, but being Vietnamese style. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's so interesting yeah. is that crawfish wasn't really that big up until like the 60s. And it was a man, A.J. Judas Jr. He was known as the crazy Frenchman. He had um, a store in Port Arthur, Texas, and he was importing crawfish from Louisiana. And the thing is, people thought it was a little bit strange, but they've seen it in Louisiana. But back then, not a lot of people were, you know, that big on going back and forth. In Texas. In right? Texas, yeah. And also down in Port Arthur. That's kind of... It's a pretty interesting spot to try to sell crawfish to people. <laughs> <laughs> but the way he promoted yeah. it was through crawfish racing in Texas. That's how he introduced crawfish. What is a crawfish race? So 
<laughs> it's so weird. So basically, it's it's literally crawfish racing on a big white square surface with like red and blue uh, concentric circles, kind of like a little track. And they put little crawfish, live crawfish on there. And they're just supposed to run in that circle. And whoever <laughs> finishes first is the crawfish that wins. So they stick them in the middle and they run to the outside? They're, they, I guess they keep like pushing them into the center just so they keep running in that circle or walking. What, is a, what does a crawfish do? Does it run? Does it crawl? They, they, it scoots. They go backwards. They go backwards. <laughs> they scoot. <laughs> they scoot. <laughs> Which is wild. This, sounds, this does not sound like a real thing. <laughs> All right. It is. The winner of that race get its life back? I mean, does it does it get to avoid the boiling pot? I wish I could say no, but no. It goes into? It does. Uh, I mean, because the whole idea is to, to sell the crawfish and get people to eat it. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, yay, the race is over. We won. Let's go boil it and eat it. That's cruel There's as that something sounds. very Texan about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy, AJ, went as far as being appointed by the Texas governor, Preston Smith, as the crawfish racing commissioner. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Do we still have a Texas crawfish racing commissioner? We don't. I tried oh, to see if alas. that even if that still goes on, and I haven't found anything. Would be really cool if they brought it back. Oh, man. You want that job. I definitely do. All right, y'all. This has been fun. It has been. I'm hungry. <laughs> Love talking about crawfish. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for some news. Dina, what is going on around Houston right now? So today I read about a local doctor named Malika Mitchell-Stewart, who's actually suing J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, the one that's located at the First Colony branch in Sugarland. She says mm -hmm. that she was discriminated against and denied service because she's an African-American woman. Whoa. So what did they yeah. do? So Dr. Stewart, she like finished her residency in December of 2021. And she went to that location at First Colony Chase to deposit a $16,000 check from her new job at Valley Oaks Medical Group. So based on the lawsuit, the staff members at the bank were asking Dr. Stewart some pretty weird questions, like, you know, how valid is her employment? Is she an actual <laughs> doctor? All these things, bizarre. And so she was denied service and was told that her check was fake. Wow. Honestly, yikes. What she did in that scenario, her attorney, Justine Moore, said that she did try and show them that she was a doctor. You know, she showed them ID. She had a business card. She even went as far as calling employees from where she worked at that medical group to confirm that she was, in fact, that doctor. Wow. That is yeah. astounding. Does mm -hmm. Chase have anything to say? You know, I read on ABC 13 that they had reached out for a statement from them. And their comment was just, you know, they're taking this seriously. They're going to investigate it further. And all they really did was say that they apologized for her experience. That's pretty much it. That is it for today on CityCast Houston. Dina Kespa is our senior producer. Farrell Gibbs is our producer and is in the band All the Kimonos, which does our theme music. We've had help all week from 
producers Natalie Rivera and Carly Jones. For Valentine's Day, we are working on a special show about Houston love stories. So if you know a good one, please call us. And on our voicemail, leave a message that has your name and your story. The number is 713-489-6972, and it will be in our show notes. We will be back on Monday. Talk to you then. <laughs> the best stuff. The best stuff. Ha 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 ha.